service nice to see each and every one gathered in all the family members that are represented and we bid you all a very warm word of welcome in the lord's lovely and precious name we're going to commence tonight with a good old favorite carol number 80 hymn number 80 Once in Royal David's city stood a lowly cattle shed where a mother led her baby in a manger for his bed. Mary was that mother male, Jesus Christ, her little child. This is Alexander's lovely hymn. We're not going to sing every verse in every hymn, but we'll do this in the opening verse. It's such a special one, and we'll love it very much. So we stand in and along with the music. So when the music starts, we'll all stand together. And then we'll listen to the introduction and then we're ready to sing. So let's stand with the music and we'll commence tonight by singing hymn number 80. And then our first reading this evening uh, on behalf of the Ladies Fellowship is brought to us by Mrs. Thelma McLeod. And she's reminding us of where it all started. It all started way back in the beginning with the word, with the opening reading from John's Gospel, chapter 1. So let's stand as we sing hymn number 80 and then Mrs. McLeod with opening reading.
John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now let's all please unite our hearts together in prayer. And let's all pray, please. Heavenly Father, we thank thee tonight for the privilege that is ours of gathering in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to worship thee, the one true and living God. We thank thee, dear Father, for this Advent season that reminds us of that time when God sent his only begotten Son from the glories and the splendors of Emmanuel's land into this sin-cursed scene of time. And we pray, our Father, that thou wilt help us with awe and wonder, even as the shepherds did of old, to come to Bethlehem and to adore him. We thank thee that he came. We thank thee for his work, his ministry. We thank thee especially for his death and atonement on Calvary's cross. And Lord, though he died, he dies no more. And we thank that he's risen, ascended, and interceding at the right hand of God the Father. And one day, as the chief shepherd, he's coming back again. Bless all who take part in the service tonight. Bless all the boys and girls, the young people, all of the readers, and all of the singers. We pray that all will be to the glory and honor of the Lord Jesus Christ, in whose name I pray. Amen. Now we're going to commence our programme this evening by inviting the boys and girls of the Good News Meeting, the Tuesday Good News Meeting, and also the Sunday School to come and to lead us in praise and in song. And they're going to lead, first of all, with an opening poem and their two opening pieces.
star of wonder, a star lit up the heavens a long, long time ago. Here starts a wonderful journey that most of you should know. A carpenter named Joseph, Mary, the mother soon to be, travelled on a donkey to Bethlehem. You see. Angels came from heaven and they began to sing To shepherds in the fields below good tidings do we bring The wise men came by camel bringing gifts to celebrate his birth They had to follow very carefully to find the saviour here on earth A diamond shines no brighter than that lovely Christmas star It shines in all its brilliance it's seen from near or far a symbol of the Christ child as he lay upon the hay. It tells to all the waiting world a king was born that day. O Bethlehem, star, keep shining. Give us faith and hope and love and keep our thoughts forever to the Saviour up above. Give us strength, wisdom and courage to do our best by far and never falter in our faith as we remember that Christmas star. Thank you very much, boys and girls, for singing, and girls, for that lovely recitation. Now, we'll have our second scripture reading. Caleb Bennett's going to take that from Isaiah chapter 7. Isaiah 7, 10 to 17. Moreover, the Lord spake again unto Ahaz, saying, Ask thee a sign of the Lord thy God, ask it either in the depth or in the height above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, neither will I tempt the Lord. And he said, Hear ye now, O house of David, it is a small thing for you to weary men, but will ye weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive, and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land that thou abhorrest shall be forsaken of both her kings. The Lord shall bring forth, the Lord shall bring upon thee and upon thy people and upon thy father's house days that have not come from the day that Ephraim departed from Judah, even the king of Assyria. Thank you very much, Caleb. Let us all join together and we're going to sing a hymn number 76. Charles Wesley's lovely carol, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Glory to the Newborn King. And we stand as we sing with the music again. And there's only four verses, so I can't miss out any on this one. Let's stand as we sing as we worship God.
Mr Thomas Hanna, who is one of our own members here and student at Whitfield College of the Bible. Thomas would bring the third reading, and then immediately thereafter the choir is going to bring their first message and song. This reading is taken from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David, and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Yeah. 
Now to come and give us the fourth uh, scripture reading, Noah Ignew and Jacob Murray. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took upon him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and called his name Jesus. Thank you very much. <coughs> Faith, you'll forgive me. I'm sure you don't look a bit like Jacob Murray. Thank you very much. Let's all stand together as we sing uh, hymn number 78. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Let's stand as we sing uh, number 78. Thank you. 
fifth reading, I'm going to ask uh, Mrs. Joanne McBride and her daughter Lucy to bring that reading from Luke chapter 1, and then the church choir will bring their, their final piece, please. Luke chapter 1, verses 1, verses 30 to 35. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favour with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, be seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God.
Thank you very much. We're going to ask now uh, James Jardine from the Junior Bible Class to bring the next reading, and then our sister, Mrs. Ruth Graham, to bring a message in song. So James first, and then our sister Ruth. This reading is taken from Luke 1, Luke 2, verse 1 to 7. And it came to pass in those days that were went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cenarius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the house of lineage of David. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Thank you. 
Thank you, James Andrews. We're going to now ask our brother, Mr. Robert Jardine, representing the church committees or church secretary here, to bring the next reading from Luke 2. And then we'll hear the boys and girls sing their final piece, Little Lord Jesus. This reading is from Luke 2, 8 to 14. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came unto them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for thy behold I am bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, joy, goodwill toward men.
Thank you all very much. That was lovely. What could we say other than superb? Representing the Youth Fellowship, we're going to ask Joshua and Chloe Graham to bring the reading from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2. And then we're all going to sing Away in a Manger, the best known probably of all the Christmas carols. So Joshua and Chloe, first of all, please. Matthew 2, verses 1 to 10. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are coming, come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this thus is, is written by the prophet. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor, that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, acquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may worship, come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Let's all join together and we'll sing hymn number 75, and we'll stand to change your position as we sing to worship God.
Once again, it's taken by father and son combination. We're going to ask our brother Jeffrey Bennett representing the church session here and on alone, and his son James to bring the final reading. came unto his own, and his own received him not, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. you James and Jeffrey. Now we're going to come to our offering hymn. Every year at this carol service we lift a special offering for uh, children out in Kenya who otherwise would not go to secondary school. For out in Kenya uh, you have to pay fees to go to secondary school. So we've been helping uh, young men, young women go to secondary school and some go on to uh, college and on to university. And we spent some time on Wednesday night past in the midweek meeting just getting an update from those young people and it was just so encouraging to think of some of them who have really gone so far and have done so well with the help that you've given to them here from Anna Long. So the offering tonight is for Kenya and for all that uh, we can help those young people with. And we're going to sing together hymn number 79 and the offering the, the stewards will wait upon you for your offering. Hymn number 207, hymn number 79.
to thank all who have taken part this evening, all the, the wonderful readings that we've heard, all the wonderful singing that we've enjoyed uh, from the boys and girls. I want to thank all the, the mums and dads in the homes for faithfully sending the children along every week to the Tuesday night meeting, to the Friday night meeting. And uh, we've enjoyed having the children, and I hope they have enjoyed being here as well. And I think it's so wonderful to see families united, taking part in the service, fathers, sons, mothers, daughters, cousins. You've no idea how interconnected this all is in Mourn, but we're glad for each and every one of them, and we're glad for their participation this evening. Church is all about family, and it's all about the family worship of God, and we're glad to have you tonight as families with us in Analog. Now, supper has been provided by the ladies of the congregation, and there is a really lovely supper for everyone, so I hope you're able to stay. I am not going to detain you very long, but I do want to speak to you tonight from a scripture reading that our brother Robert brought to us from Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. Luke, chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. And I have called this, <clears throat> and I've taken a wee bit of license in the doing of it, a Christmas message from across the miles. All of the Christmas cards in our family home, many years ago as a boy, they were delivered uh, by the postman or the postwoman. And they rode a bicycle along the route and they delivered them uh, every morning. And I remember as a boy, they always had tea in around our house, uh, in around 10, half 10 every morning. And those cards were all displayed and I still remember those wonderful, maybe some of you had them in your home, those wonderful displays of cards that were put up on the, the lines from one place to another in the home. And great pride of place was given to them. In our family, there were three generations under the one roof. And the Harris family had spread far and near at home and abroad. So especially those Christmas cards that had the message on them from across the miles. They were given strategic importance. And when the card came in from across the miles, that card was placed very prominently and strategically in the home. And the little message or the letter that came with the card was read very intently. And whether it came from Canada or America or Australia, you never thought we spread that far, but we did, or even England, a wee bit closer to home, all of those messages, they were all treasured. Because in those days, way back in the day, in those days, there was no WhatsApp, there was no Facebook, there was no social media. That was the only contact you probably had with those relatives until the next year or until the time that they came around. So everybody enjoyed the up-to-date news from across the miles. So this is one of those across-the-miles messages. And it was delivered the first Christmas, if we could put it like that, from across the eternal miles. And it was delivered by extra... Ex a, extraterrestrial beings, if we could describe angels like this. And they came with a message from heaven to announce the birth of the newborn king that was born in Bethlehem. I take great significance that Luke gives great prominence to this in Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. The birth of Christ, as it was announced, was not announced in the royal courts of the world, but it was announced to shepherds. Shepherds, of course, do a great work, but in the days 
of the Lord Jesus Christ in his flesh, they were not of high social status. And they, they, were, it was, they were looked upon with suspicion by many people. But it was to these men that the angel appeared and brought this message from across the eternal miles that spanned all of time and history. And it was announced that the Lord Jesus was born. I am not sure what message you'll give the greatest prominence to this year. Whatever Christmas card you'll display on the mantelpiece. Whichever message you'll cherish the most that was sent with those cards. But I know this message from eternity to our hearts tonight is the one that alone can change hearts and lives. Not just this Christmas but every Christmas and for eternity which is to come. We love those messages at this time of the year, but this is the message, because within this message is the gospel itself that changes souls and changes destinies forevermore. This is a very easily remembered sermon, because it answers all of those simple questions, the what, the where, the who, and the whom. So, what was the message about? When was it? Where was it? Who was it? And to whom was it? We'll look at those ones very briefly tonight. So what was the message about? It was about newborn life. There is nothing, I believe, so exciting, so exhilarating as the news of new life that a child has been born. And we all love to hear at such and such a one they've been blessed with a newborn child and we all enjoy uh, that news, that's good news. That's the type of news that we want to hear. Well, the ages gone by, they had waited from the gate of the Garden of Eden. Genesis 3, verse 15, for the promised seed of the woman. And now the angel was announcing his birth. All of the centuries of time had waited for this birth. Now it actually had come. All of those ancient prophecies, they were all wrapped up in this announcement in Genesis from Genesis 3.15, Isaiah 7.14, Isaiah 9.6 and 7. All those lovely readings that we've heard tonight. They were all fulfilled in this promise. Luke chapter 2 verse 11 and 12. That's the what. What about the when? This day, the angel said. This day. The waiting had come to an end. God's timing is always perfect. Why just now? Why just today? Well, the answer is always the same. God's timing is always the best timing. And God's timing is always here and now. The present tense. You do not have next Christmas, men and women. You do not even have this Christmas. You only have here and now. This very present time. This very present hour. The Bible says... Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. These shepherds had, they had a, a momentous decision to make. Today we have to do something about this message. And it was now. And I want you to uh, confront that in your own heart and life tonight. If you've never responded to the gospel, Jesus says now. This is the time to respond. Not any time later, but now. Now is the time to repent and believe and receive the gospel. So we have the what, we have the when, but what about the where? Well, the place where the birth was, was in the city of David. It hardly merits been called a city because it was just a little sleepy village. 
of Bethlehem. And it had prophetical significance. We, we could go back to Micah chapter 5 and verse 2. But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been of old from everlasting. Of all who were born of the line of David, it's very interesting that only David and Christ were born in Bethlehem. The first in the line and the last in the line were born in this humble abode. And now, you imagine this angel. Was it Gabriel? Was it Gabriel who told Mary that she was going to be with child of the Holy Ghost? We don't know that for sure, but whoever this uh, highest angel was, he was given the honor of announcing to mankind the where, the where the child was going to be born. The biblical commentator J.B. Phillips I commend to you his books, most of them anyway, they're very good. And he wrote a fictional piece and it's called The Visited Planet. And I would commend it to mums and dads. You can get it online and read it to your children. And it's the story, it's, it's an imaginary story about angels. And Philip imagines a junior angel and he's been shown around all of the splendors of the universe and uh, the senior angel takes him from one galaxy to the other galaxy, from one end to the other end of this vast creation that God has put together. And then the senior angel stopped and looked at a tiny, insignificant little sphere that was turning on its own axis. And to the both of them, it looked like a little dirty tennis ball that was floating in space. And the senior angel said to this junior angel, I want you to watch that one very particularly. And the junior angel said, well, what's special about it? And the senior angel solemnly replied, that's the visited planet. Visited, said the little one. You don't mean visited by the great prince. Indeed I do, he said. That ball has been visited by our prince of glory. And at that, both of them bowed their head. God the Son actually visited here. This is a visited planet. It was on this planet that the Lord Jesus Christ was born. It was on this planet that he lived. It was on this planet that he grew up. To visit this planet, he had to take unto himself flesh and blood. He had to become bone of our bone and flesh of our flesh. And he humbled himself. The, the choir sang so beautifully that lovely carol by Charles Wesley. And I just admire so much the theology in that opening verse. It says, let heaven and earth combine angels and men agree to praise in songs divine the incarnate deity, our God the one who put the galaxies in space, the one who created all things and upholds all things. It says, our God contracted to a span. Contracted to a span. Incomprehensibly made man. God contracted to a span. Conceived and born of the womb of the Virgin Mary. We, we live in a planet, a very special planet. Not only which God the Son visited, but on which God the Son died and was buried 
and rose again. The who? The angel left the shepherds in no doubt because all the titles of this one who came to visit was made known. The who? Well, he was born a saviour. Names tell us everything. If you know about my background, you'd know my names tell you something about my father to tell you something about my grandfather. And if I was asked you about your names, you would tell me the exact same. Oh, that's after my grandfather, my uncle, or, or such and such a one. Well, this name that was given to this little infant was Saviour. He would be the deliverer. He would be the one who would save his people from their sins. He came to be an example. He came to do good. He came to do miracles. He came to preach great uh, profound truths. But he came primarily to be a saviour. A saviour of lost mankind. And I want to say to you very clearly this evening, there's no other saviour. He was born over 2,000 years ago. He is the way, the truth, and the life. There's nobody else can save you but the Lord Jesus Christ. And before you die... If you want to meet him in heaven and in glory above, you've got to be saved and to trust in his redeeming love. He was born the Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's Christ the Lord. The word for Christ is just simply the transliteration for the word Messiah in the Old Testament. So every time you read Christ in the New Testament, it's Messiah from the Old Testament. And it sets him apart. He fulfilled all prophecy. He was greater than Moses, the lawgiver. He was greater than Solomon, the wisest of all men. He was greater than the prophets. He was the fulfillment of them all. The long-awaited Messiah had come, and he was Christ the Lord. All dominion, power, authority belonged to him and belongs to him. And the proof of who he was is found in verse 12. This shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe. The ye in our, our uh, AV is just simply the, the, the plural for you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. This little body of this newborn king was wrapped around with cloths. In ancient times when little ones were born, they wrapped the body because they believed that that would increase the the bone formation of the body and, and would decrease any malformation within the body. And, and even up to maybe the 19th century, that was common practice right across the world. And so in the days of the Lord Jesus Christ, they took that little one and he was just born and they wrapped him and they wrapped his little body round and round in, in swaddling clothes. Luke was considering something here with great significance because at the end of his book, he tells us again how the Lord Jesus Christ was wrapped round and round with linen. Remember Joseph of Arimathea when he took his body down from the cross. Just as Mary and Joseph had wrapped that body in swaddling clothes at his birth. So Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, they took that body down from the cross and they wrapped it in linen and they laid it in a borrowed tomb. From the manger to the tomb. From the cradle to the cross, the Lord Jesus had to live and die in order that you and I might be saved. The shadow of Calvary was across that cradle. When we think of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you to think with the words that the boys and girls sang tonight, he came to be a saviour, and to be a saviour he had to die.
But then to whom? To whom was the message addressed? The address on the envelope was very clear. It was a very pointed message. The angel said, unto you. Unto you. Verse 12. A sermon without application is a lecture. It's not preaching. In all preaching, there has to be application. And the shepherds left these were left in no doubt whatsoever who this message was for. It was for them, nobody else. It was for them. said, you, this message is for you. This is across the eternal miles. This message has been winged by the angels and has been given to you. In the gracious goodness and providence of God, I can say to you tonight gathered in this meeting house here on the Monidar Road and on along, this message is for you. The message that Jesus is the Savior and the Lord, the only way to heaven and to home, it's for you. I don't want you to say it's for some other boy or girl, it's for some other young person, it's for some other man or woman, it's just for you. For you tonight. God has sent it to you. He has spurred you for another year, kept you, provided for you. And the message is for you. How did these men to whom the message was given respond? Well, they did respond because they went to Bethlehem. They saw the child lying in the manger. And when they came back from Bethlehem, they were totally changed men. Totally changed men. We read in verse 17, When they had seen it, they made known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Something happened that night. They were changed by the little baby. They were changed by the child Jesus. And they never were the same again. Those shepherds had a different conversation that night going home than whence they arrived. I pray that God will do a work of grace in all hearts tonight. Hearts young, hearts old. If you know not the Lord Jesus as your saviour, you'll not just sing about him. But you'll come and trust him. You'll come and cry unto him for mercy. God's looking for those who will seek him. And as we would come before him in prayer, here's a message, and I want to ask you in closing, what prominence are you going to give it in your life? Will you put it in the envelope for another year? Will you say it's for another occasion? Or tonight will you give your heart and life to Jesus Christ? And if you do that, you'll be changed just like those shepherds. You'll, it'll completely transform your life. Something totally different will happen in your life. May God do the work of grace. May God change you from the inside to the outside. May God work in all of your hearts. Don't set the message aside. Don't say... That message is for somebody else. It's for you.